Hello and welcome to the Pro Detailer Magazine podcast, along with the amazing Matt Yates of Angel Wax. So hello, Matt. Hello, Matt. <laughs> and of course, we have Ian here for a dose of sarcasm and button pressing. Yeah, I don't have a button for that, though. Still only, got, still only got the trombone. Yeah, no, that's just, it's the Ian button, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, to the man in point. Um, Matt, first of all, massive thank you. You've driven all the way down in a very fancy pants Mercedes, as we said, all the way down from deepest Scotland um, via a couple of race teams and, and the typical sort of showbiz life that just, you have. Just the one race team. Just the one race team. But yep. you're going, to counter that, you are going up via Nottingham this yes. afternoon, aren't you? So, you know, mixed with the rough and the smooth, I guess. Yes, indeed. Um, so, um, for those listeners who don't know who Matt Yates is, A, where the hell have you been? Uh, B, he is basically 50% of Angel Wax, or 33.33 recurring percent of Angel Wax. Um, and uh, he recently celebrated your 40th birthday. Thank you for being so kind. But more recently. But more recently celebrated your 50th birthday. Um, and you've been in the game uh, for a long, long time. I remember meeting you for the first time. Uh, and I believe it was at a wax stock. It was at the NEC. Was it? Mm. Classic car. You remember one, it better than one, I do. One of the very, very first classic car shows at the NEC. Well, probably not that they've been going since the 70s, and one of us wasn't alive then, so. <laughs> was yeah, I think it was a very, very, one of the first shows that John and I did mm. at, the, at the NEC, and we saw this stand next to us we we were in a yes. market if you remember we we bought a, brought a marquee with us and it was very dark inside so we had that and we noticed that next to us is somebody else doing vehicle products called car skin or something yes and these guys with oh god that must be the enemy and then we were disappointed because you were all so nice and friendly and we got a light house on fire that That's was the first true. that was the first time i met you and we were sober as well I have to have your word for that. <laughs> um, well, since then, uh, you have taken with your sidekick, John, Angel Wax, to amazing heights. It's now one of the most successful brands out of the UK. And I say out of the UK because you're very international nowadays. Yeah, we've, 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 moved, we've moved on a bit. But our, our, <laughs> our, core, our core guys, the, the ones that have always stayed with us, are... are, are in your basement. Less, yeah. <laughs> Don't put you on the spot. What countries are you in now? As in Angel Wax, not I think there's about 42 different countries. That was the last count. So, yeah, we're in Africa. We're certainly in Asia. Africa's uh, technically a continent. I mean, I hate to be a pedant. Here, oh, is that all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've it's got, a big one. We've got, we've got a new importer just come on for South Africa. Oh. We, we have gone through uh, a couple of, of, of importers. I think the problem is with importers, they have a very, you know, they know what they want to do. But sometimes they just can't quite get there. Yeah. So we can't wait forever for, for them to... <laughs> for something to know, happen. For yeah. something to happen. So we, we just have to cut loose and move on. Um, and, yeah, that's all, that's all we can do. But Europe's a big, a big yeah. thing for us. You've got like a hub in Holland. We have Newerkirk just outside Rotterdam. We've got the guys there, Urian, Rick, uh, and Corolla, and Ian, um, Sander, a great team. Corolla, the, son of Toyota? No, not quite. Okay. Uh, a partner of Rick. Oh, um, okay. So yes, she she does a lot of the finance, and she lets the guys get on with what they need to get on with, while she sorts out all the finance. Because the boys aren't very good at that, <laughs> just like I'm not. That's why we have somebody to do certain jobs, um, and that runs that runs really 
well, quite smoothly over there. They yeah. get a lot of the international business on. They, that is what they do. The idea is they, the idea was they imported into Holland and then distribute from there. But it's far easier if they run around the place bringing the business on board and we ship directly from where we are yeah because it's shipping now is a nightmare it is and combined with covid's upping prices and brexit's adding paperwork it is shipping containers everybody's yes. putting prices on at the docks because it, it's a first come first serve uh, uh you know the more money you have you'll be first served mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's a tough old time in in, in many respects for i logistics. heard from prices at the docks and first come first serve so i think i missed out on some of this <laughs> It just reminds me of a Blackadder episode at some point. Um, but you talk about the Dutch. Is it true that the Dutch have business clocks? Because <laughs> this is some. I don't know. You keeps on telling me about it. it. Was when you guys went to the car wash show when I uh, yeah. when I buggered off early. No, they do. Frankfurt I've seen everybody them. walks around in polished black Dutch business clocks. Yeah. Um, no. Well, they're just doing it for your benefit. <laughs> just following me around. <laughs> You're just in the yeah, tourism I've office. Not that. No, they generally do. I, my best friend is Dutch, and his dad wanders around in clogs half the time. It's it's bizarre. Really? And the clippy clop. It's it's like being followed by a pony. <laughs> <laughs> I've yet to witness that. That's okay. Um, I'll, I'll take you over there at some point and and, and give you a, a clog fest. Period. The guys I hang about with walk around in like superstars. So oh, well, on the feet, Adidas superstars. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's it usually it's not pro- everybody wears pro- Gore-Tex I, I, yes. I had there was a, a friend of our, our photographer Matt who's asking for what yeah. best trainers for advice and I was going to say B1 rated mountain shoes trainers are for children and, and hipsters but anyway I get in trouble for saying that sort of thing so we'll move very quickly on <laughs> you have come down via Cheshire and mm-hmm. you have some big news to do with the British Touring Car Championship BTCC oh yes indeed we do. are you allowed to tell us I can do it's yeah, a, yeah. It, it is official Mm-hmm. I've not put it out online yet, but I will do a post. Um, yeah, we now sponsor we sponsor a driver out of Scotland, Rory Rory Butcher. Yes, and he drives for the Toyota Gazoo Racing Team, um, a Speedworks team based in uh, Cheshire. But now what we've actually gone and done, we've we've gone a step further and we've replaced uh, another car detailing brand. And we are now going to be on all the race wear on all three cars, not two. There's mm-hmm. going to be a third Toyota Corolla. Uh, and it's an exciting year because this is the year of the hybrid. So everybody's got battery packs to put in. The engines, the BTCC engines, now 20 kilos lighter. So... They gain an advantage there. However, you've now got a very heavy battery that's mm-hmm. in the passenger footwell. Of Where have they the, found 20 uh, kilos from? They've, well, they're yeah. titchy wee little engines, aren't they? That's a hell of a lump. It's actually 25. Yeah. It's actually 25 kilos. That's a sack of potatoes. But bear in mind, that's 25 kilos. That's a 25 kilos well, of feathers, that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, keep it topical. That's a 25 litre keg of detailing product. Um, <laughs> but the uh, because they are, I'm just trying to remember now, but they're what 1.64 bangers and they've gone down to smaller ones now. No, that was is that not Formula One. <laughs> that might be yeah, Formula, that was one. Formula One. No, yeah, these, my bad. these are, I think these are, these are two litres. Oh, okay, but I, th- I think they're pretty yeah. sure they are. Yeah, I never really asked. Okay, well, um, all I know is it's a, a they, they got the Talker engine, which is you know the BTCC one, and mm-hmm. I think you have a choice, but I'm not sure what's happening now because isn't that the one they build over at Swindon Engines? Yeah, Swindon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I've, no, been, I've been around that facility. Yeah, there. they don't have the contract anymore. Not anymore. No, no. but they. Yeah, I remember going in. They just had all these engines stacked up in the corner, and a massive uh, CNC mill just mm. making new drive shafts for the V10 out of the Dino. Nice. It's the other thing they spe- they specialise in. Cause it's in all of the Alfa Romeos. Possibly. Possibly. Well, more importantly, Subaru is still in the BTCC, aren't they? 
Uh, or have they left now? No, they've left a while. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not interested anymore. <laughs> um, but uh, no, and it's really big news to be with the GR Racing team. And it means you are going to, like a bit of a VIP celeb, be traveling around with the BTCC Circus. Mm. I've added too many seats there. Uh, and uh, going to all the different racetracks and offering Angel Wax approved detailers and failing that potentially PBD approved detailers mm. the opportunity to spend all expenses paid weekend of race meet in the pits, eat with the team, live with the team, do everything, and and in return, sleep with the team. Sometime. Look, <laughs> looking after the car, <laughs> looking after the car. So it's a bit of a bit of a treat for a detailer. Really. Yes, it is. It, it, that's what I want to do. Basically, we can have up to two people in the in the garage because it can be a bit cramped, especially mm. with the third car now. Um, but one thing the team can struggle with on certain occasions is getting the car you know, looking its best, especially if there's to repair a bit of damage on it, it you know, you got to wipe them down in between races. Sometimes yeah. they'll just kick you out and you won't be needed. But before, like on the Saturday before, um, between practice and qualifying, uh, before they go out to qualify, that's when you need a, some, a coat or something slick on the car mm-hmm. because the top 20 are separated by less than half a second. So we, we are talking marginal gains here. Yeah. And it could, you know, one coat, of something on the car could mean the difference between starting 12th on the grid or starting 6th on the grid. You never know. Can you think of anything that people could apply? I mean, is there a product out there? <laughs> There's one or two. <laughs> um, I did find that applying a coat of um, ceramic coat the Friday before the race mm-hmm. turned out to be a waste of time. <laughs> because, because, because what can happen is, you know, the car can get destroyed at some point. So you're better off with, uh, we did uh, the atomic QED that we do, the graphene quick detail. I know the one, we've got a bottle in the cupboard here. Oh, you got some. Yeah, Very yeah. nice, very nice. So a quick a quick wipe down with that, and that makes it as slick as hell. You're really, that and the, cera- the ceramic is, is going to be better long-term. Sometimes these panels aren't long-term. But surely with a ceramic, it means you can hit the wall at 120 miles an hour, there won't be any damage. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. 9H yeah. hardness or something. That's right, oh yeah. 10H. 10H, my yeah, bad. 10H. Yeah, <laughs> Do you do windscreen coating on them as well? On them as well? Um, the, it's a Perspex screen. Yeah, and what they've say, got is, what they, Well, they've got a tear off on that, but we, we can use the H2 go on that, yeah. yeah. It is it, it is safe. Yeah. It is safe because people put it on cr- motorbike crash helmets and things, mm. the visors, don't they? So it's mm. it's all right for polycarbonates and, and things like that. And that... And I never really knew whether it was safe on a tear-off. <laughs> so just practice. What, be- what better way than to give it a try? You've got these disposable cars out there. Well, yeah, you've got three drivers, you said, so you could, you know, yeah. it'd be cheaper if you if lost one. they're going to crash anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it, it's, all, it's all good because if, if the guys disappear, they go for the tea or something, then they leave you with the car to court it. Um, but I decided that trying to ceramic court a car in an hour was... A bit of a stretch. It was a bit of a stretch. So I've said to the guys, listen, what we're going to do this season, we're just going to keep spraying it cleaning it wiping it down with the products that we supply you with and what about the car yes <laughs> and no brake cleaner okay and the team owner says oh they probably still use brake cleaner i says i better not catch them because <laughs> they just they just take away anything it, it, it's all right i mean when they're out there fighting for position during a race i don't coating is not gonna make a damn bit of difference mm. but just for the qualifying that's where you feel the most value is added. where you need to... Well, to also, it. when it comes back from a race and you've got the podium and you've got all the people, you know, waving and smiling yep. and champagne and stuff like that, I mean, you want your car and all the sponsors who have paid an awful lot of money for that to be looking good. So, yes. You know, yeah, you're quite, you're quite right. You're quite right. But, I mean, this is, for us, this is about marginal gains, can it or will it? And it would be nice to get one of these cars um, into, into a wind tunnel at yeah. some point and then caught it, 
with some quick detailer and see if it makes a difference. Yeah, there was talk because um, various manufacturers have been involved with race teams before mm-hmm. um, and a couple with Formula One. And obviously Formula One have got the budget to... Renault to... F1's got a wind tunnel up in... Yeah, and, and Northland. Uh, th- from what I heard, I can't remember who I was talking to, um, probably a mutual acquaintance, and uh, he was saying that it was gonna, uh, they were going to do some wind tunnel testing to see if it actually affects the coefficient of drag. So either that didn't happen or it didn't affect the coefficient of drag, so everybody just kind of kept quiet it about did, it. did, so they shut up about it. <laughs> yes. Or, yeah, because also the F1 teams, if they've realised they can reduce mm-hmm. drag, the last thing they want to do is tell their competition how they've done it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it could be any any option there. Um, but pulling it back from international motorsport and travelling the country as a VIP, what's your background? Because in, in those 40-plus, 10 years that you've you've had, you've done quite a lot of different things. Y- yeah, I have. Um, from a very early age, I've, all I did was wash cars when I was about, oh, crikes. When I was in the Scouts, my bobber job thing was to go and wash a car. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to clean anything. I didn't want were to there many cars it. around in those days? <laughs> yeah, there are a few. I think they're all... Uh, <laughs> Model Ts. Vauxhall Vivas and things. <laughs> no, I'd, I cleaned the odd Mark V Cortina. My dad had... My dad had cars, and he was a he was out on the road quite a bit. So when he came back on a on a, on a Friday night on Saturday, I'd look at his car and like a white Cavalier or mm-hmm. you know something like that, and I'd I'd give it a right good cleaning and just try my best to get all the crap off it from the week. And um, I used to do that. And when I moved to Scotland, um, when I was a, well, you're Lancastrian, as we can tell by the accent, ever so slightly, yeah. Just- so <laughs> moved to Scotland when I was about 15, and uh, me and a friend set up a little business. We'd have buckets on our handlebars, um, and we'd we'd go to the local auto shop and buy our bits and pieces, and we'd go around. Did you have tassels on them as well? <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> I can just see that. Basket on the front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Baskets on the side. Bit of a parade. Those, yeah. those little spoke things you used to get in Frosties. Yes. Rattling I used along. to have those. Jesus, guys. With the reflectors you, on. Your childhoods must have been <laughs> so Different. full of excitement. Well, you grew up in Essex. Oh, like, right. I didn't. I, I thought you did. I didn't grow up. Oh, I see. Yeah. No, fair <laughs> thought. <laughs> yeah. That's so, a good face. <laughs> um, so that's what we used to do. Earn a few quid just, wash, just washing cars. As we'd put a few we'd put a few flyers out that we'd have to type up or because like all that time ago computer mm-hmm. printers weren't a thing so no. we'd have to write these damn things out type them up on a typewriter and and just put things out there was very, no there was very no, lutheran yeah it, well it was indeed well we had we carve had about, it out of wood <laughs> stamp it to a church a door scroll through yeah. Yeah. 93 services Never well we got a few phone calls that was it. We got a few. We got like three. So, but these were our regulars, and and they'd, you know, five quid between two of us to wash a filthy. I think what was it now? I think it was a Cavalier, and the guy just oh, it was no it was Sierra Sierra Cavalier, one of those. One two. of those. But five quid in those days, you could buy a house with that. But what we used to do, we used to get our money, then go to the local auto shop, and we used to buy. Um, Car detailing product. <laughs> 25 quid's worth of product. <laughs> well, this is it. We, we never really made any money. We didn't really have business. We, we just knew we needed to buy supplies. Yeah. And the pricing for all this stuff was in the sky. Because every time we went in, nothing had a price on. And the crook that ran the shop just used to coming. look straight yeah. up and then and then give us a price. Yeah. And I'll tell you something. The same mm. brand of polish back in the late 80s is the same bloody price as that same bottle is now. Blimey. It's about seven ninety nine for a bottle of this. So stuff. they took you for a complete ride, um, so to speak. 
so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know where you were going. Okay, so that. so that was your twenties. Yes, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then then growing up in a seaside town, worked in worked in restaurants, hotels, things like that, and then uh, and then my first proper job was working in the laboratory for a, an a, an adhesives company in Glasgow. Oh, and is this where you met? Mr. Hogg? My travel partner, yeah. <laughs> That's what he calls himself, uh, my travel partner. You've, You've told me... You met John in a glue factory. <laughs> that explains so much. Yeah. That's answered half the questions I've got. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've scrapped all of that. Now, that You've told me many, many stories about you and John in the past, most of which we couldn't possibly broadcast, but there was one in particular that involved uh, inflammability, which I think is probably worth repeating for the benefit of our listeners. Yeah, he, he combusts quite well. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think, what was it now? We're in a mixing room in the lab and it's a separate room and we went in there and he had this lab mixer that he put into the bucket. So the head of this mixer that was whizzing around and sparking and flashing, he put in and it was a nasty concoction he'd got. Anyway, there's so much I could be saying here, but I'm just controlling myself. It did go bang. There was a big puff of smoke and there's a flame shot up and and then I ran out to get the fire extinguisher, but unbeknownst to me, I'd run past it. Um, I think he located it eventually and put the fire out, but um, his eyebrows have never been the same. (laughs) Oh, they're pretty fantastic at the moment. They must have... God, imagine what would happen if he didn't burn them off and if he was in his 40s. (laughs) No, no, he was in his 20s then. Oh, blimey, you knew John in his 20s. I was 16 and 17 when I started working in the lab, yeah. Wow. Wow. No, I think I just turned 17. I was working in the lab. I was was the lab boy. I got sent for the... That uh, like the cabin boy, just not in the Navy. Uh, similar, mm-hmm. filling, filling up Winchester bottles full of solvents, running backwards and forwards, doing jobs, going to get everybody's sandwiches. And have, have you seen Breaking Bad? <laughs> uh, do you know something? This is everybody. Keeps this is like the inspiration source story. Never, never watched it. <laughs> never watched it. I watched the opening credits and I got bored. So cycle forward. You're getting high on the glue and and and, and getting sandwiches for 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 John. Um, how did that develop into where you are now? Well, we um, we all we all kind of went a separate ways from from the from that particular chemical company. Was that just uh, the force of the explosion? Yeah, pretty much. Um, John and I worked together for a few years there. I got I left the lab, went into manufacturing. I did a couple a few years at that, and I got kind of fed up. I wanted to do selling. I wanted to get out on the road, so I left and I went to do various sales roles, mm-hmm. um, working for different companies out on the road, traveling around the country, selling things, you know, like honing your skills kind of things. It's what I'd always wanted to do anyway. I wanted Mm. to get into sales. One, because it wasn't a kind of dirty, mucky, grubby job. Mm -hmm. It can be if you want it to be. Yeah. I was in sales. It was pretty mucky. And that was IT sales as well. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Dusty server rooms. I made friends with spiders for a long time. (laughs) I can believe that. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, just going different, different sales roles, really. Um, difference, you know, just wandering about the 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 UK doing 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 all sorts. It certainly helped. I've seen you at full chat, um, in a in a detailing sales environment. I add in, and and you've got an amazing skill there. I've seen people who were just like security guards at the NEC buying products from you, which I always try to sell them because they 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 have to stand there. They they can't run away, um, and I never succeeded. But I've I've seen them in the past at the NEC buying detailing products from your stand. Yeah. I sell to anybody that wants to like if if they, if they, if they, if they, one if they need to be interested, but people come up to you they've got their 
the hands behind the backs, they have a look and they're just like on the outside of the group of, that are people that are maybe around your stand. And it's just a case of bringing them in, involving them and not talking about the products for the first few minutes. Mm-hmm. Talking about uh, the NEC, for example, I always... That's a nice uniform you've got there, sir. Is that a taser or a truncheon? <laughs> Tell me about your MG. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, trunnions, help me. Yeah, it's um, well, no matter no matter who it is, whether yeah. it's a security guard, anybody, just just have a good chat with them first. Break the ice, build a rapport, find out what they drive, what do they currently use. Ask her out on a date. <laughs> I really don't know where to go with this interview. No, no, no. Well, that's, that's absolutely fine. Um, so you're in the sales, oh. and, and you you also are a fixer for big mobile phone companies as well, on, on a, which is an interesting that side start, Yeah, that started before Angel Wax. Um, one of my sales roles was, um, oh, cracks, early 2000s, selling um, business-to-business comms, uh, just mobile communications for for a firm that was based in Lancashire, and I was working for them in Scotland. So after the made a lot of redundancies i decided to set up on my own mm-hmm. um it was you know it was easy enough just do what you do only you know do it for yourself yeah so i did that and i was only doing that for a couple of years and then john and i were we started messing about with the chemicals because he'd, he'd actually <laughs> making some money yeah. <laughs> yeah he'd actually come back from um hit the company when everybody left the adhesives company mm. that kind of that went to the wall kind of thing it, it just Got sticky. You could say that, yeah. yeah. John left and he went with his chunk of business off to do his thing. My dad, who was a director of the company um, at the time, I think he was works director. He'd he was a victim in all this as as, as well as this particular company going down because the MD basically ran it into the ground. So mm-hmm. everybody left, but John had left before that. And then um, my dad decided he was going to set up his own inks business, and. It was then we heard John's company that the guys that were running John, the firm John was working for, mm-hmm. was was in difficulties and that was going down the tubes. So my dad stepped in and bought the equipment, the raw materials, and basically brought John in. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then that's where they started working together again. Loosened the straitjacket and yeah, <laughs> gradually I, rehabilitated him. Well, they do get on like a house on fire. They are. We uh, went out for dinner when I was up last. You did. Last yeah, yeah, that's right. We all was, did. It was entertaining, to say the it, least. Yeah, it's um, they, yeah, they, they have they have a good bit of banter. They've certainly got more in common with each other than they have with me. Uh, one of them is my dad. <laughs> 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 they, they, they're on the same wavelength. They talk. Yeah. They talk technical. They've got their own secret language. I mean, yeah, some they, of the words, oh, yeah, particularly John, I can't understand a word. Yeah, I, I have to go by body language most of the time, John. Yeah, it's just a. Uh, uh, he'll smell something, raise his eyebrows, and go, hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. From your bone, what? That's that's like a Staffordshire Bull Terrier. <laughs> yes, I can vouch for that firsthand. Yeah, Indeed. and that, well, that's how John came. That's how John came to be at the the Inks Company. So, which is called On Ink. On Ink. That's on right. Ink. That's that's where Angel White's all started. Is that supposed to be John on Ink, or is that? Is there no, a, no, no, no. There's no play on words there. Well, I think my dad, when he wanted the name, I think he wanted Ink on, and mm-hmm. that had been taken by a tattoo so, parlor, I imagine. You know, hey, probably. Yeah. So anyway, they flipped it and it went to on ink and he was he was happy with that. And that's been in business now well over twenty years. Mm. And it was it was over twenty about twenty one years down in the facility at Renfrew that you visited. Um before we moved. I've still got the uh, the black frostbite on my toes. And the and the curbing on your alloys. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> She's the buckle in the rear wheel or something. Uh, no, that was something else. But but yes, no, absolutely. Yeah. It was, oh, it horrend- was horrendous. Challenge to get there. It was. It, it always was. And we kind of knew, but things would appear overnight and then the rain would come and it'd fill up. And you think you're going through just a random puddle and you weren't. You were going down a crevice. It's a bit like the Vicar of Dibley where she jumps in the puddle and yeah. just disappears. <laughs> Yeah, very, yeah, we've had a few of them. We've gone over <laughs> what vicars? We've, we've lost a few vicars down there. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame. The amount of turned ankles we've had in that street. You really? think you yeah. think you're walking along the street, and next thing your your ankle's gone over, and you've gone well over with it. We've we've done that a few times. Well, if you're going to wear stilettos, yeah, at your age. <laughs> <laughs> but now you've got the new new premises. Yep. And um, we, if you read, uh, which I hope you have, issue thirteen, you will have read. Um, Matt's lovely article about the gargantuan sort of effort that it was to set it all up. And then in the most recent issue, issue 14, uh, we have like a um, a second part to the story because I actually went up there and, and caused travel for a, for a day or so. You did. It was great fun. Go and upset Misty again, which is why. Always fun. Um, and um, it's an amazing place. I mean, it's you were saying as a footprint, it's about the same as all your other units put together, but in one conveniently square box. Yes, um, and in the article, there's, I do mention there are less corners to hide things, which is... <laughs> well, you say that, but it's already been divided up. Where John's little lair is, he's already made himself little yes. rooms and subdivisions. Yeah. And he's, he's, he, there's a there's a literally a box room in the corner of the whole thing. Yeah. And the main thing I always struck me when I went to your old place was that John was literally in a cupboard. So I thought, here, he's got more space, he's going to be in a nice palatial lab and all the rest yeah. of that. He's found another cupboard to put <laughs> himself into. He has. He's got. He's got his own little office, which is a lot smaller than the one he did have. Mm. However, he walks outside and he's got his lab space, yes. so he can do everything mm. he wants to do there. And he's right in the the solvent based department, which is where he needs to be because he, he likes that. With the solvent. He does yeah. because there's lots of solvents kicking about. Keeps and, him happy. And he's got his um, he's got his ceramics as well. Yes. So he's he's always developing new ceramics, and I keep telling him to stop. Because um, <laughs> you've got to do the labels. I've got to do the labels, write the spiel, get it online. We, you know, we don't want 19 different ceramics, but somehow get it off the SDS sheet. Yes, it does have plutonium in, but it's good plutonium. <laughs> um, so we, we've got that, and then when you walk into the um, into the manufacturing departments in the next bit, we've got the big big mixers. Yo, you do like your, but you've named them, haven't you? Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm touched. I'm just you know, it's great. Thank you. <laughs> From Sesame Street. Oh, okay. Okay, well, yeah, screw you then. Um, <laughs> I thought we should go for Muppets in general. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we've got the we've got the wax manufacturing, which is uh, very close to where the other mixes are. So mm-hmm. all the water based stuff goes on in there. We do the we do we do the waxes in there too, um, and then it's really warehousing, bottling, labeling. We run off the compounds in there too, um, so everything gets made at one end and starts. The floor starts all the way through the factory, so it's it's very it's very easy to to make goods come in one end, Go manufactured, yeah, out the other door. It's like dogs. Um, <laughs> so uh, the other thing is you've already outgrown it. You've already got three massive great truck trailers that are kind of going in and out with with movement of stock. So that provides you another forty four foot by twelve foot square massive spaces. Yeah, we've got that. We store we store all the um, the packaging out there. Because it, you know that, it, it, you know it won't rot out there. It won't shrink. We do put cardboard out there as well. Um, the cardboard boxes. Mm. Um, we'll probably end up bringing those back in. Uh, They're a bit it's, moist, I imagine, at this time of year. They can be, but <laughs> this time tra- of year, this is Scotland we're talking about. <laughs> yes. Well, it's um, it's a, the curtain side trailers, and we thought. 
current sides would be great because when stuff comes in, we just pull the currents back and chuck everything in. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, that's not that easy, especially on these trailers. Uh, we just care about pulling back your curtains. <laughs> <laughs> On a drawstring. What's this? Oh, wrong delivery. Sorry, your DPD. Thought it was something else. <laughs> yeah, so we're uh, we're going to get some. Uh, Stop blushing, Matt. It doesn't suit you. Am I? Yeah. Oh, that's true nice. story. <laughs> true story. Yeah, so we're going to get some more pallet racking uh, beams to give us a bit more height within the warehouse, so we can put more cardboard up there. Uh, and the heating this week is going in. So we've got... <laughs> I love this. We moved in for a year, but now we're going to get some heating. Well, we're going to get some heating because, I mean, I found it all right because I was in there from February onwards. Yeah, it was a bit chilly. But you're hot as nails. Correct. There was no heating in there whatsoever. So I just kind of lived in there. Mm. There was um, there was no central heating because the boiler that came with the place was just completely dead. So there was no well, hot I could, water. I could tell you lived there because when we went down to look at the boiler, you, we found some different magazines down there, didn't we? that wasn't the boiler room that was that that was where the shop's gonna be but there was there was a water yeah that's right there was a water tank yes and in where the water tank was the joiner and i ripped it to pieces we had gloves on we had masks it was awful sounds sounds quite violent some of the poor joiner yeah it was was a consensual yes oh it was actually it was he enjoyed it. And I says, oh, my God, it wouldn't surprise me at the bottom of this mess under all the crap down there. We found some uh, we found some gentlemen's magazines. Mm. Um, and Surprise, surprise, look, you, you did. Look, I called it. But yeah. You could, but you could never see what was down there because it was, all, it was all covered. It was a shelf for a water tank. So by the time we'd ripped the entire bit out. So uh, hang on, you've been living there on your Todd for a while and then you predicted that there would be some dirty magazines under there and then hey, pressed Property of M. <laughs> M. Yates. No, that's too obvious, Matt. Why? That's the way to do it. Oh, dear. It was an absolute giggle going up there. Uh, yeah, it was. I don't know where the magazines have gone now. I think they've probably ended up with probably Clive or somebody. Uh, somebody's taken them home. I don't know. I now know what your tell is, so that's great. We should play poker at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, before we go any further, I think we shall wrap our first section up here, and we shall be back, and I want to be talking about exciting things like Polestar and, of course, the 10 quickfire questions, which are never all that quickfire. Okay. Um, so we'll be back very soon. I hope you've been enjoying this Pro Detailer Magazine podcast. I just wanted to let you know of three very special offers we have running at the moment in honour of the return of Waxstock after two years. It is Sunday the 5th of June in Coventry as per. Uh, The first deal is a ticket and a show guide sent out a week before the show. Postage is free and it costs 20 quid. The second offer is a ticket and a t-shirt which is sent out a couple of days after ordering. Postage to the UK is free and it's 25 quid. Final offer is the Mega Pack with issues 5 to 14, a couple of wax stock guides from past years, a Pro Detailer magazine sticker and a wax stock ticket. £50, UK delivery is free. All available at ProDetailerMagazine.com. Anyway, back to the podcast. And we're back with Matt Yates of Angel Wax fame. How are you doing, Matt? I'm absolutely splendid. You're, you're surviving. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm enjoying the scenery down here, the countryside. It's lovely. Yeah, and and it's quarter past four, and it's not dark. That must be a bit of a bit of a culture shock. Well, it's getting better, isn't it? It's um, can't can't wait for the light nights. Yeah, you and me both. I, actually, to be fair, I looked out the window at seven o'clock this morning, and it wasn't entirely dark, which is nice. And it's only January. 
I'm sort of suspicious now, mm. in a way. But anyway, I wanted to talk about uh, a brand of electric car that originally teamed up with Volvo, uh, or was part of Volvo. Mm-hmm. Well, then it became part of Volvo. Then Volvo got bought out by Geely. And now they are a completely independent electric brand with cars that look suspiciously like modified Volvos. We are, of course, talking about Polestar. Yes. And uh, tell us the big news. Oh, the big news is, yeah, we have um, we have a global um, agreement with them. Mm-hmm. We are now their official product of choice, detailing product of choice. All over the world. All over the world. That's going to be good, isn't it? That's the guys cool. in Sweden... Um, We've we've got a, a guy up in Gothenburg, and he's been supplying Volvo for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes down, sees them, delivers the stuff, and and some angel wax, I imagine as well. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And uh, we also he's also been um, involved with, uh, with with Polestar as well. And our guys from the European office, I think there was a, I think they all had a chat between them, and then we started talks with Polestar directly, and then uh, they tried different uh, things. And mm-hmm. I think they like what they were using at Volvo, so they took it on board at Polestar. And it's it's more of a, an offering for the the customer. So when the customer leaves Polestar with a nice new car, there are different bags, gift bags with different products in to maintain the vehicle. So that is what we're doing there. I don't know what the, the full ins and outs are at this moment in time, that is a meeting for next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so days it's today, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday, a week today, we're having a meeting with um, with somebody from Polestar and we'll iron out a few bits and pieces of who's getting what from where and where they want it mm-hmm. and things like that. So a few things to iron out, but it's it's all done. It's all it's all it's done and dusted. Pretty cool for what started off as a little company in, in Renfrew to now be supplying, you know, one of the biggest growing up and coming electricity car brands in yeah. the world that's kind of i mean do you ever sit back and think wow yeah. we've, we've done good it, it, it's very cool and i can't take any credit for it whatsoever uh urian over in holland spoke to the to, to the main guy that he needed to speak to and dan in sweden um who's uh angel wax sweden pretty much he does all the uh he imports for that for that area and it it's all working together that helps that helps all of this you know that, that pushes it all forward um so i mean me running around the planet couldn't do all the damage that these guys have done that we've done <laughs> as a collective team yeah yeah so we've um we've we've got out as kind a, of like the avengers i guess rather than run the one-man team <laughs> something like that <laughs> the angel wax avengers I, 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 I was i was actually thinking of uh patrick mcnee yeah, and no. Joanna Lumley as Purdy and oh, Avengers. I didn't think of the Steed. Marvel guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just trying to be down with the kids, so to speak, with all the Avengers. I've been forced to watch. I've heard recently. about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No, the Avengers. Uh, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's very, very cool. Um, and I also wanted to touch on your Mega Test performance. Well, actually, mm. specifically the performance of, of the Angel Wax products in the Mega Test. Yes. Um, and they almost always and in do come in on this is that they almost always surprise us in some respect don't they in the nicest possible way yes yeah it's not a surprise that they do well it's a surprise at how they target very specific areas to do well in so mm. whereas whereas most manufacturers will do a product up to perform adequately in every area to try and satisfy all markets what but personally, I've noticed uh, 
doing these mega tests and every time an angel wax product comes into it is they're almost targeted at doing one or two specific areas very very well so they will target a a certain demographic or something that either yourself or john has obviously had in mind when designing it so for example the uh, the most recent one uh, not the most recent because that was the timing test but before that was the uh, the glass cleaners uh-huh. and it's actually won the section i think on the bug removal yeah we, we, we essence of it to, to, to give you a bit of background we bought this was the most horrible thing we've had to do in the name of mega testing we bought a lot of insects dead insects but fresh and juicy mm-hmm. um which you're supposed to be feeding to reptiles and stuff and mashed it all up by hand nice and created a solution a crunchy solution um and then put it over the glass and then cooked it mm-hmm. uh guess mark four for 25 minutes and um then um saw how it's uh, no, no, we were not. It was pretty salty already, to be honest. Um, and and uh, of all the glass cleaners, yours absolutely ate through it. And it's, it, I believe, it had a, a smidgen of uh, NaOH in it. Bit more than a smidgen. <laughs> Have you smelled it? Yes, yes, we did. We, we've also we had our. Um... That's just how Scottish people say no. And <laughs> <laughs> our VOC meter made it very excitable, um, but a bit of ammonia in yeah. there. And as a consequence, when it came to bug removal, yours was head and shoulders above the rest, and it was the biggest distinction in in that whole test. You know, everything was increments, and the mm-hmm. uh, eventual winners of it were um, Gareth therapy and autoglands, and that was because. Overall, in all the categories, yeah. they were generally speaking, they got the kind of highest cumulative mark. Smell but in, nicer than ours. Uh, yes, for different reasons. <laughs> Depends so, if you like if you like that smell. Yeah, if you like ammonia. It's great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And 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 in fairness, the Gary Therapy one is is pretty neutral. But I like the autogland smell because it was high alcohol, and by God, it smelled good. It just constantly reminded me. <laughs> it took is the it, edge off the day. Yeah, yeah is it three p.m. already? <laughs> yeah, not far off. Um, but so there was that one in the heavy cut compound test. Mm-hmm. You kindly sent us a medium cut compound because your man on the ground, Clive Ford, I That's think, right. had done a little bit of little pre-test testing, and we decided- did we did say in advance what car we were going to be testing it on as well true and we, well we tested it on a couple because mm-hmm. we tested it on Renault 5 but we tried it on your Udi. no not the heavy cut that was on my a5 it was, was the glazes we tested on uh, Renault. so it was yeah okay so uh uhs paint mm-hmm. and in on and we had test panels too which had soft jack paint and german paint and stuff like that but we started with the uhs paint and we had how many about eight or ten of these heavy cut compounds quite a few and yours just blew everything else out out the, the the water and it was stunning now we then it was james and i testing and i remember yeah. us getting very irritated at this medium cut compound <laughs> yes everything else out the water um and thanks for that yeah you and james were both getting <laughs> frustrated and it was quite funny and then um so the initial findings of the test was bloody other stuff is is head and shoulders now we tried it on different paint types and then it kind of went back into the midfield but it was on that uhs and again if you look at the scores, the score by which it was better than everything else on UHS was a bigger distinction than it was in all the others. So you create these products that are um, perfectly adequate at 90% of things, but absolutely bloody amazing at one particular little asset. And we found that with the, with the same with the tire dressings. So the most recent one we did, your Elixir Enigma, we had a, an old tire that it turns out I've been driving on because I had a puncture and we took it off for doing some more tire testing. And I've been driving around on this mission line, which turns out to be 1999 and <laughs> well dangerous um, and a completely different size from the other tires on a Quattro. Not a good idea. Anyway, well, that's by the by. But the point is on the old tire, it was again midfield, but on the new tire, 
it was really, really glossy, and we had a row point. Just to point out, we say this this word midfield a lot, mm. and this is midfield of the product of sort of eight or ten products that have been voted as the best already. So yeah. it's not saying it's yeah. middle field. It's a- a- as good as everyone would expect of some of the, the highest voted products. Yeah. Just think to of, clarify. Yeah, that, think, think, that sounds unkind how we're yeah. saying it. Think, think about it like F1, is that there's no such thing as a bad driver in F1 because they are all absolutely category A plus whatever drivers and the rest of it. So if you're coming sixth on, on an F1 race, you're still going to be a better racing driver than anybody else, you know. Um, so, yeah, Angel Wax always surprises us which is cool in in that way and we've got a couple regulars like soft 99 is another one that that comes out out the blue with a kind of a different way of doing things um and we're wondering how does what is the product development phase do do you just lock john with a car in a room and some test tubes and stuff or do you there's never a car around i I about to say there there aren't that many would you just all get high on a saturday night or something and and start you know playing with a chemistry set how what what drives you well if there is a new product to come out Mm -hmm. We'll have a chat first about what we're going to do. Um, sometimes, <laughs> other times, John, John just messes about with something and something happens. He generally has a, an idea of, of what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. But it's when you've got somebody that's been immersed in the industry for that long, mm-hmm. it's just second nature. And we've got so many raw material suppliers throughout the world that are always offering something that will do something else and being part of the um the printing and surface coatings manufacturing for you know for the printing industry there is stuff that we're using that will never find its way into vehicle detailing apart from when we bring it in and nobody else nobody will know that well it's funny you say that and we brought this up before but um the, the printing inks and car care seem to go hand in hand because car chem luke fletcher his background is printing inks, and the, it, I think it's his dad's business is printing inks. And there is another one. We think there's some connection with raw polish as well and printing inks. It seems to be a thing. If you're into printing inks, you're into into touching cars. Well, this is it because, I mean, they're, they're not so – for example, a car wax and a printing ink aren't so, aren't so dissimilar. Mm-hmm. I mean, spending time with chemists when you, when you – you know when you do – they tell you different things and they give you snippets and bits and pieces, but – your substrate, your substrate's your surface. You've mm-hmm. got your car, you've got paint, you've got lacquer, and you've got to make something stick to that. It's mm-hmm. the same principle with a with a printing ink. We manufacture a cable marking ink for British Telecom, so they own a company that buys our cable marking ink. So all the colour stripes on the cables that you find in your home in your BT socket mm-hmm. is more often than not that's a, that's our ink. I ignore the colours, you know. Yeah. I just I just stick them in and see what happens. So you are colourblind. I am colourblind too. <laughs> you cannot tell the difference between orange and green. Really? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm it's exciting at traffic lights. Fine <laughs> <laughs> with traffic lights. It's just whether you know when things are charging and it goes yeah. the light is orange and then it goes green when it's finished. I can't tell if you've got a field, a big green field with lots of red poppies in. I can't tell. I'd be useless out in Afghan at spotting the poppy fields. I'd just be like, no, it's just a normal field. Um, yeah, no, some kind of like big big deal. Um, but uh, the, every uh, every tube of fruit pastels is a surprise for him. <laughs> yes, it is, it is a bit of a mystery. 
Um, but uh, yeah, it's that weird connection with inks. But the, the idea that, and, and I, what I find really refreshing actually with AngelWorks is you go to a lot of manufacturers and a lot of what I call brands, which is a mm-hmm. nice way of saying you don't make your own products. You say, oh, how do you develop your products? Say, oh, we have lots of men in white coats and uh, we test it on a million cars and we develop it. You make it sound like it's NASA. With Angel Wax, it's very much like we just lock John in a cupboard and see what it comes up with two weeks later. And, and I don't think you could ever actually lock John in a cupboard. He has too many explosives in there to be locked in any that's one That's true. Place. He would be able to break his way out quite easily. Yeah. Um, but yeah. and what I like though is that at the end of all that, they work better than a lot of these products that supposedly have hundreds of millions of pounds thrown at them and all this, you know. Yeah, but do fluff. they? No, no, they, they don't. don't do they? they go on a, on a brochure site for chemists and say, right, I want this, this, you know, what do we call it, um, detergent or surfactant, or whatever, and mix it in with a bit of this, and I want it to smell like tulips. See Actually, did tulips smell? Random question. Oh no, do they? No, they don't have noses. No, okay. I literally unmuted myself from taking a photo for that joke, so I hope you appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. No, it's good. It's good. Your best yet, <laughs> best ever, in fact. Um, so uh, yeah, no, I thought I thought that was something. And of all the Angel Wax products, Matt, what? What are you most proud of? I know you didn't technically make them, but what kind of gives you a bit of a fizz? And I, I, I'm talking when not taken orally or anything. Crikey. There are lots. However, the latest one that has really smashed it is the Nebula ceramic coating, the graphene ceramic. That has just taken coatings to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. There are no silly add-on gimmicks to sell with it there are no there are no you know there, there are no pre-products because you're putting this coating down after mm-hmm. you've done your two stage three so whatever stage of polishing you're doing you wipe down with your panel wipe there's no other sprays that you need to put down first there's no putting a coating on and waiting for two hours before you put the next layer on and then you keep somebody's car for half a week mm-hmm. you know or five days all because you're putting a ceramic coating on this is so simple we've we've simplified it i think we've Hopefully, we've upset a few people while we've been doing it because it is <laughs> it is a one stage product, and yep. this is us just strutting our stuff and showing showing what we can do. And so you're going up against the top end coatings, most of which are are two different products that you apply one after the other. Yeah, I really don't understand that. I don't know why. I don't know why they have to do that. Probably because I mean, a lot of these coatings are coming from the same place anyway. They come out mm. from the Far East, or they come from China. I don't know where they come from, but there's there's a lot of there's a lot of people doing it. I mean, some of the some of the components that you wouldn't use to make some of these products, you wouldn't get away with doing it in the UK because the staff wouldn't do it because the, the raw materials were you know it's so Too dangerous. toxic. Yeah. yeah, all these all these nasties. So certain certain countries will blend these, and people that have coatings companies they, they buy them in they're already pre-labeled they're already in bottles they don't need to do anything they just need to whack them in a box if they're not already a box and get them out there yeah it's a box um, literally. whereas we buy components in from all over the shop get them john spends a lot of time and the nebula was was over three years in the making because we have to send it out everywhere to make sure it's okay and then mm. we uh, then we mess about with the, the he was messing about with the graphene and it it took a long it took a long time we don't just bring things out overnight mm. the the there's always um, a degree of time involved with these. Um, I've seen some companies they, they'll get a, they'll get a product and they get it on the Friday and on the on the Monday they're shouting about how amazing it is and it lasts for years and and it's, it's just that's three days after the new catalogue comes from some big chemical company. Yeah, isn't exactly. It? Yeah. This is it. Um, but what's interesting is we talked with a 
graphene company, AGM, which we featured in the last magazine. Now, mm-hmm. these guys are multi-million pound company in the old ICI site up near Teesside, near Redcar. And um, they are serious scientists. I mean, they've got electron microscopes and stuff like that. And Ian and I wanted around there. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not the ones with straps. <laughs> We've got an early learning centre microscope at work. <laughs> We've got one with a camera stack to it now, which is I great. Bri- one of those Brio train sets with the magnets <laughs> on the back that goes around. Um, and uh, yeah, we we were saying, oh, we've talked to various people, including John, about it, and they're, oh, we know John Hogg. Yeah, no, he's he's, and they were they were so um, complimentary, but it's more than that. They kind of looked up to him, like, yeah, John is he's a very clever chemist. He really knows his stuff, and there's you know that kind of praise from a proper you know forget detailing it's, it's yeah. a little tiny little dot in the in the horizon these guys are proper we had to go a, a security check and all the rest of it to get through there they said no cameras i kind of go there as a photographer it was awkward not gonna lie um <laughs> may have taken a photo in the car on the way down the calling tower <laughs> yeah about five different types of alarm for different types of uh, uh, security threat um but uh yeah and, and we said oh yeah we know john he's really he's he absolutely knows his stuff and and that sort of praise from such sort of heavyweight should we say in the industry yeah. was in, in the wider chemical industry it's, it's, it was it was an eye opener it was great and we've got some of john's concoction we've got a very exciting mega test which we won't go into detail now because there ain't time but we're working with john on that and we are doing a little side by side um coating test sort of in, internal stuff which i believe is using the nebula coating so that is going to be quite an interesting Super. You'll have fun with Interesting that. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've, it's two drops in each eye and then one up the nose, I'm told. <laughs> um, <laughs> sitting there Film it. Yeah, yeah. What's our liability insurance like? Yeah, it doesn't cover gross misconduct or idiots. Um, okay, so your favourite product is the Nebula. And, and it's not just coincidence that that's the most recent one out. Um, no, it, yeah. I think it's the most technologically advanced one that mm. we've we've ever done, and um, yeah, I like it. There are lots of products that I like, the, the ones that I use all the time. But H two Go, that's always yeah. going to be one of my favourite. Well, I've always got clarity in my bottle, in in uh, my you in know, screen one, in my squirter, and I've sent it down for you before because you've yeah. gone online and you've actually ordered it, you naughty boy. I have, and well, you yeah, should I... just let me know, and I'll maybe send you. A sniff of it. I probably should have let you know because I'm out of it. Ian keeps on stealing my screen wash. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm a big believer in, in buying products rather than calling in favours because I think that it's always awkward. I have the same conversation with Dom over at Dodo is that, you know, if we get sent everything free, it's kind of corrupt. You know, we, it's very true. A, a tricky one if it's for personal use as opposed to for work stuff. If we're testing it, I'll give you a call and you send us stuff. But um, yeah, it's the old, the old balance. Um, the future of Angelworks, as we say, what do you reckon? Where do you see in, in sound like a job interview here, doesn't it? But in, say, three years' time, what would you like to see, uh, apart from obviously more money, a second Porsche, um, second Jaguar and stuff on the driveway, what what in the bigger scope of Angelworks would you like to see? I'd like to see an end to all this. Um... You've got a second Porsche, I just realised, haven't you? You've got a 911 and a 944. That's right, yeah. Yeah. I, was, I don't want to pull you up on that one. No, no, sorry. Because, I, because at the minute, both of them are in bits. Um, <laughs> so the second Jaguar is probably because the first one's being repaired. <laughs> I've, only got, I've only got one. We have two, but I only have one. John's got one. Yeah. But electric, it's uh, it's all right. A bit soulless, but... Well, you you, you you took me out in it when we were up there on, on the dual yes. carriageway and scared the bejesus out of me, and I just tried to get my voice at sort of a simple octave, but ended up going very squeaky. <laughs> it's quick. Yeah, I just wish you had both hands on the wheel. Um, but, um, One on the knee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, three years' time, what's, what's, I mean, without giving away any massive trade secrets? Um, 
well, first of all, I'd like all the shipping prices to come back yes. <laughs> to where they were. <laughs> that would that would help everybody out in in the industry. I it, admire it, your ambition. Yeah, yeah, I know it would be good. Prices that tend to go up don't seem to come back down again. Um, it would be nice if we get a bit of normality back over the next few years. But um, America is somewhere where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, we have got a shipping container pretty much ready to go over there to to go to our new warehouse facility. I'd like to see in the next few years I'd like to see us doing very well in America Conquering and the products. America. Yeah, yeah we, we've been we've been over there for quite a while now but we've had so many people in America come to us and say yeah, we can do this, we can do that, no problem. And then when it comes to the crunch, when it comes to ordering the container or getting mm-hmm. the the products over there, they uh, they run a lot of noise. A lot of noise. Oh, initially, all, all gong and no dinner. Initially, you're you're not doing direct to consumer out there. No, we do to um, various distribution hubs, um, and our new place, which is in Sunrise, I remembered it. Yeah, hey, yeah. Fort Lauderdale. Um, one of our guys out there, Rohan. Rohan Cole. He's um, is a detailer, and he's got quite a large. Uh, he's got a large facility. <laughs> I wonder where you're going, man. As soon as I said that, I saw your face just go. I can't say anything like that. I thought you were talking about his detailing tools. Yeah. Anyway, behave. It's like a podcast with 12 year olds, isn't it? Um, and it's got uh, a big blower, yes. <laughs> I was about to say, 12, we'll be able to use the deck better. Um, but the, what? The, the, the mixing deck. The, oh, the deck, sorry. The broadcaster. Um, but uh, what's interesting is we had uh, Ram of Colorlock over, and he was saying how he was originally thinking of doing something like that in America, but the costs of everything, staff and all the rest of it, made it prohibitive. So he was sort of basically shipping direct from UK, direct to sea, direct to customer. Um, but you've taken the other tack. You've gone, you've gone balls deep, so to speak, and got yourself a nice big sort of distribution centre, and then that'll be going out to all the little resellers all around. Because I imagine, what's it like shipping cross-state there? If you're, if you're in Florida, say, and you want to ship it up to, uh, think of another state, Idaho. Where did that come from? Um, is, that, is that easy? Yeah, you just send everything out, US Postal Service. Or okay. if you've got a courier, just whack it out. It'll go to the next hub, and they'll just keep bouncing it on until it gets there. Usually deliveries throughout the states are there within 48 hours, which... So it's never it's never usually a problem. They, yeah. they seem to manage, um, but the place that we we've got it's it's a detailing center. It's got a lot of height in it, mm-hmm. so the guy that runs it is going to give us one side of it and uh, get some pallet racking in there and, and put our put our pallets in. And when the orders come in, he'll just he'll just arrange everything. Mm-hmm. He'll have somebody there to sort the sort the orders and, and get them out. That's just initially. That's just yeah. to start with, uh, and then we'll see where it goes. That's um, pretty cool. Is it just a coincidence that I'm guessing you fly to Miami or Tampa or somewhere to get to Fort Lauderdale? That's you can fly into Fort Lauderdale direct. Um, not from Schiphol. All my flights go from Amsterdam. Gotcha. Um, I don't bother with the London airports because they're a nightmare. Yeah. But no, I flew into Miami last time I went out. Uh, Miami's okay. Miami's nice. Yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> it's, it's, well, I wanted New York because it was only a five-hour flight. Yeah, but However, you get there and you're in New York, and then it's a twenty-hour drive back down south. Well, no, it was a. I wanted the any somewhere near Long Island to have some kind of warehouse. There's loads of warehouse uh, of availability in lots of Long Island, and we do know people there. Mm. But it was just too damn cold for everybody. So <laughs> they said, "We're not going to go there in winter. We'll 
we'll, you know, we'll head down to Florida instead. Yeah. Miami in winter is lovely because it's full of Americans on holiday because it, you don't get the tourists then. And then when spring break comes, you have, have a bit of fun and then and then you can move away. So Pretty much. Yeah, so it, it, was, it was nice to go because we did a training course there in December. Mm-hmm. So we went down, had a look at the warehouse facility. That was great. Um, no problems there. And then we did a full day's um, Genesis Nebula training, some ceramic coating work on some vehicles. Um, put some, I think there's about another eight detailers came on, got certified mm-hmm. for the states. So it's all good. It's moving. It's moving the right way. But it would be great if we had more products on the ground. The um, shipping over pallets, they get raided by U.S. Customs. They go through them. They have a look. And if you've got one bit of paperwork, it's out of place. Out of yeah. place. You, you, that pallet's coming back to you. And the the rules could have changed bef- after yeah. the ship the shipment left. So you've done everything right. However, when they get it, oh no, last night something changed, so that's got to go back now. So they rip it all to bits. Well, Sometimes they've passed it, passed it, and approved it, but sent it back to us anyway. Yeah, we, well, we see these things of stuff being sold while it's on the sea. So you send off some product from the Far East, and it's been sold to ten different people by the time it gets back to the UK, and it's just going to goes up in value as it's on the boat, which is just bizarre. Crazy. But no, that's what we ought to do an American. Ian and I want to do an American tour. We've been talking to a couple of our, our advertisers and supporters and manufacturers and stuff to see if we can make it happen, but. It'd be imagine if we got ourselves a big Escalade or Escalade, whatever you call it, suburban truck and, and truck, yeah, <laughs> yeah, with the stacks and the long nose, um, a Kenworth, and um, just tour American sort of detailing centers because there's a lot going up. Rag Company in Ohio, Boise, Boise, is that Idaho or Ohio? It's one of those. Boise, is he not Dell Boys, mate? No, <laughs> um, but we, I was looking, I, I want to create a map, it's something we need to do for the Mag 2, but a map of, I think someone's already made a map of America. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. To it. Well, we did. I think Atlas. we could, I think we included it when we gave them the country back. Um, yeah. But um, nice yeah, it was. It was good, and they just threw a tea party for us. Um, but the um, point being is to find a route where we can visit lots of different people and Shipping stuff. Like that. A big Winnebago, and Ooh, just rent no, no, something no, no. like no, a motor. A motorhome, and then just drive around everywhere. No, that's camping. Don't do camping. No, we, we, I've, I've done tours of America before on like personal side. Motels are absolutely fine. Are well, not all of them. Some of them are terrifying. I had somebody murdered in the room next to me once. Yeah, yeah. While you were there. Yeah, and I was fast asleep listening. I was first Wi-Fi I'd had in about two weeks, so I was listening to Radio Four and noise cancelling headphones. Didn't everything. Woke up in the morning, blood everywhere. Police sit tape everything. It was bizarre, but you know that was California. It wasn't you, was it? No, 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 not that they could prove, but it generally wasn't. Um, and um, I would tell you if it was. <laughs> but uh, no, that would be cool. And that's just winked awesome. off camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to move it on, and I want to move on to our 10 quick fire questions. I'll be as quick as I can. Uh, no, it's me who's slow. Oh. I draw it out. Um, but Reading to. Just for fun. <laughs> yeah. Some of these words have got more than one syllable, and I'm screwed. Um, what is your current car, Matthew? Uh, work car Jaguar I-Pace and to make it more interesting you have a 993-911 cap nope 996 Carrera 4 you were close well it wasn't that close given you gave me a ride in it 25,000 pounds out I think you were (laughs) (laughs) yeah for a 993 I was about to say 993 uh, and you've also got a 944 yeah that's been sat in a garage the guys were very keen to uh, strip it down and get the engine out to rebuild it and everything's fantastic so they take it to bits go run away get things vapour blasted and cleaned up and then we're bored of that one Bored of it. Bored. Let's move on to something else. This is the guys in the garage, not oh, me. I'll let the damn yeah. thing 
put back together again and yeah. the engine rebuilt. Want to and... relive the eighties? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I turn up at my sister's house and it, she says, "Oh God, look at Miami Vice is back." I was like, "That was a Ferrari. What are you on about?" Yeah, no, she was talking about your suit and your pointy shoes that you've turned up to. You and last last week with Chris McDonald, he had pointy furry shoes as well. What is it with grown men and clown shoes? I don't get it. Says you in your walking boots. I got B one rated mountain boots. If we if we have like a zombie apocalypse right here right now, I'm going to be the survivor and all that. Why? Because I can survive in big, big, big boots like that. It's a survival thing. These oh, aren't actually B1 Rush. These all, are my All I need in these is a, a good right foot to use the accelerator and no, get out of it. love you. Then you run out of batteries in your ear pace. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so I'm being rude, out of jealousy yeah. and nothing else. Oh. <laughs> um, what is the first car you ever detailed? I'm trying to carry them. Well, you were talking about playing with your dad's motor. Yeah, I wouldn't say detailed because it was washed. It was probably okay. The one, but you do. But then What's wash, the first what? one you used Angel Wax products on? Ooh. Oh, okay. Well, we cycled Ford forty years. Cheers, <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. We went Ford quite a bit there. We were in colour. Help you build yeah, it. Should we go somewhere in the middle? Yeah. Teacut. Well, when did you well, use? Well, first time you well, teacut. Well, that that was three eighty TV lines. Three HD. Yeah, when I was about eighteen, uh, <laughs> I would properly polish no 19 i was i had a 316 1.8 it was the oh, e21 were you selling mobile phones at the back of a no. 316 no 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 no, no. that okay. no that's way before that, that would have been I, was, I was 19 and i bought it off the adhesives company it was a two and a half grand's worth of car all day long and i bought it for a grand stuck to the road well i was gonna say on that point it was it, hand, it handled awfully of course it does, a BMW. Yeah, no, it was terrible. It really was bad. It's um, for a nineteen-year-old. No, no, but three one six for a nineteen-year-old is pretty cool. Yeah, it was one point eight engine. Yeah. What? A, what? <laughs> that, is that the first thing you said to everybody? Yeah. I know it says three one six on the back, but look, M three badge as well. It, it was. It was when BMWs were exclusive. Nobody. When I was. When That's I was when nineteen. When you had to pay more for everything to go in them is what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah. What's oh, yeah. the steering wheel? Yeah. <laughs> well, that was it. Back, when, back, Christ, 1990. Nobody had a BMW. There was about three in our town. Well, hang on, three one six in 1990 would have been an E30. No, no, no. I, in 1990, when I owned it, this was an this yep. was an X reg in 1982. Oh, okay. So, 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 it was E21. Which, oh, which town geez. are we talking about here? Because that's that's kind of the crux of it. Well, where I lived. Yeah, but which which town? I don't know. I don't know where you lived when you were nineteen. I wasn't. Right, I've done okay. the full background. I'll, I'll email it you later. A, li- a little town on the west coast of Scotland called Largs. It's beautiful. I've been there. Yes. So we, there are. We, we walked th- along the seafront, didn't we? We did. I got some lovely photos. You did. So there were only three BMWs in this town. Yep. How many other cars were there? <laughs> <laughs> well, there, well, there were twelve. So well, a quarter. Well, well, there were there were plenty, but <laughs> people. One guy came up to me in the pub one night and said. Are you Matt? I says, yeah. She says, do you drive a blue BMW? And the first thing I thought was, shit, who have I cut up now? <laughs> who have I run over? <laughs> who have I run over, you know? And it was like, he goes, uh, yeah, it's really cool. I like it. And he wandered off. And I thought, that's weird. Nobody would do that to you now unless you had oh, like BMW. Oh, no, I think in BMW circles they do. In BMW circles it means you're pulled. <laughs> oh, in 1990. <laughs> well, nowadays, what would you need to drive before somebody came up to you in the pub and told you your car was really cool? 
uh, that has yet to happen to me. I, th- I think we or, need a different see, look, maybe less beard. <laughs> yeah, people don't tend to approach us in the whole, it's brilliant going around the supermarket, I just push people out the way. But that was a hypothetical question, not just not aimed at you. What would you need to drive now for somebody to come up to you in the pub and say, geez, do you drive that? People I remember that when, when, tes- when the first 90D came out, uh, Tesla 90D. Mm-hmm. I was dropping um, dropping one back off uh, in Tetbury just down the road from me and waiting at a junction and a bloke actually came and knocked on the window and said, that's a very cool car you've got there. I was like, yeah, not mine, but sure, thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Tesla's apparently in Tetbury. Yeah. Felix well, Paul. Actually, Charlie gets approached when she's driving my S8 or A8. Um, she gets approached and she was with Fritz, the S8, and a bloke came up and said, there are RS6 brakes, aren't they? And of course she didn't have a clue and just thought he was a weirdo like me um, <laughs> and said something like, it's my boyfriend's gets in and just drives off. Um, so yeah, I, I think it depends on the circumstance, but if I was in a petrol station with, you know, the beard, I don't think anybody comes near me. I, sometimes they talk to me on the tannoy um, because now with the petrol prices where they are, I can't do pet pump because it's not enough. 99 quid isn't enough to fill my tank, so to speak. Really? Yeah. You can't put that in your petrol tank. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Take it out till your trousers up. <laughs> I don't know why I go northern. <laughs> yeah, and actually the person I know who's yeah. actually done that to extend range on his car is Dutch. Um, and I have photos, which is probably not something to admit to. Um, so, first car you've detailed, we've sorted out. What is your dream car? All the money in the world. Angel Wax goes multi-billion. Ooh. I've always wanted a 356. That's uh, the old. We've had that before. Fifties, yeah. Spot, but, a speedster. Would you have an A, a B, or a C? Same question as I asked before. And do you know the difference? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's written there. It's, it's, it's written on the back. You fool. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. do. I do yeah. like. I do like the coupe. I do like the hard top. I'm mm. living in Scotland. You don't want to. You don't want to really want a soft top up there. To be fair, though, mm. if you're a billionaire. Yeah, you if we're going, if we're going the into billions, yeah, you, then it would yeah. have to be something stupid like a Veyron. Oh, okay, you'll go for the full or a Chiron, yeah. Or, yeah, something like that. Why not? Yeah, I just it's just a big four wheel drive Volkswagen anyway. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> an Amarok <laughs> underneath it all. <laughs> an Amarok. Amarok. Uh, it's the pickups, pickup, yeah. you know, for the people with the little. <clears throat> um, so I, what the hell's a Veyron then? <laughs> <laughs> um So we know your dream car. I'll go with that. God, way too flush. Uh, how many buckets, Matthew? Three always. Three always. And how do you use your buckets? Are we talking about detailing there? Yes, we no, are with the wood chipper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Clean water first. Soapy water and yes. wheels. Yeah. And a small wash basin for brushes. And a leather cleaning mitt for the seats. Yep. But it's rare for me to go out now and wash a car. I can tell. Yeah. It is quite it is quite rare. It's the price of success. <laughs> yeah. No, well, you see, I don't usually I don't at the weekend it's taken up with all sorts. So to go out there and get a better time. However, on Saturday morning, I did get a bit of free time and I went out and I bought off a family member a one series convertible don't judge please you've turned i have yeah. it was a little it was a little 2008 and i bought it because um an extra car was needed <laughs> for the household and it was really cheap so i just bought it the diesel one no it's uh, unfortunately it's petrol ah, shame yeah that would have been all right but um but no it was the uh, i bought it without seeing it what, because massive boot that the one series notoriously has yeah 
it was a family member living in living in the northwest of England, and I, I said without even seeing, it, yeah, that'll do. It's family. It will be fine. Did you have the V five with it? Oh, it's got everything. Oh, yeah, okay, two okay. keys, just, just all the service checking. books. Roof didn't work, so <laughs> put that into a garage before I even picked it up, and it had. It, it, it Maybe with the BMW, the roof don't work. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I was going to say it's kind of inconsequential in Scotland as well. <laughs> but it just needed a couple of bits doing to it. That's what I was told. So I put it into the garage, and nine hundred pound bill later, um, it made the car that was really really cheap, less cheap, less cheap. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it had been sat under trees for so long. I got it in October. Mm-hmm. It had its first wash on Saturday from October God. and that's unheard of with me if I get something like that I always clean it up have, but, you, have you got an ETA on your self-respect at some point or are you keeping it for a long time no basically after it was finished with it was it's just been um, the person who was using it has now gone back to Australia mm-hmm. um, it was thousands for them to hire a car when they came over so you can three, say deported for, by for, the way for, <laughs> yeah. for three months yeah no it's one in one out Djokovic came back uh, <laughs> So she, he's uh, he's come back. She's gone in. Heard the boat journey's got better. <laughs> what? The boat journey's got better. Yeah, I hope so. Less scurvy. But it was. Um, but but you know, it, it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Apart from the misfire, <laughs> that the blower stopped working. Okay. So, so no blowing. The the, the, blow, the blower arrived today. <laughs> Apparently, I got a, I got a message. What's his and, name? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Remember what we talked about? Fritz. Inside voice, outside voice. <laughs> it was, Fritz. I just couldn't Fritz. It. Fritz. Fritz is my German. Is it? Yeah, my, my big black leather clad German is Fritz. Are they not all called Fritz? No. No, although we did walk into a German Audi dealership yelling Fritz est kaput and about six people looked up <laughs> looking worried. No, um, I'm not. The general, <laughs> the general manager who died. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so, okay, so I... I, I I think we probably need to cull about this one series because you're kind of a cool character and we just destroyed that. No, it was just, it was just, um, I've driven it about four times. Mm-hmm. I drove it once from the north of England back, another time to the dealership to get all the uh, free <laughs> work done on it, which is called a recall. Yeah. Three recalls outstanding uh, involving combustible cables. Yeah. So we got all those sorted. Wow. So um, you it can't was, even it, do the well, insurance was, call now. Well, we just caught fire. So <laughs> well, it, it's all been, it's all been sorted. So, yeah. um, and I've I've driven it a couple of times just to dry the brakes after the wash, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, but apart from that, yeah, it's going to be up for sale in the spring, and it's going to be shining like a new pin. It's going for a proper machine and ceramic. Ooh, listen so, up, girls! If you want something this summer, double its value, Matt's got a number for you. Yeah. yeah. So um, so yeah, I've got this. It, it was for a girl actually. That um. Yeah, I know, but you're still your name on the V five. Very true. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I don't mind. I don't mind. I'll I'll get rid. So these quick fire questions. Yeah, um, slow fire questions. Ceramic or wax? Always been wax because I can do that one myself mm-hmm. out of doors in nice weather. Um, what do I prefer on the car? Ceramic. However, I still like waxing. Yeah, I know. I've heard. Yeah, <laughs> seen the pictures. As you said, you can do it to yourself. You can. You can. Especially with the uh, with the PTFE in it, <laughs> Teflon baby. Um, oh, uh, ceramic or wax? Oh, sorry, I've just asked that one. Ferrari or Porsche? No wrong answer. Porsche. Yeah. Subaru Mitsubishi. There is a wrong answer. Subaru. Good man. Good man. Flex or repairs? Flex. You see, this is quick fire. This is quick fire. Yeah, we're catching up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom. We're only twenty minutes over. Dream car detail. 
Dream car to detail, sorry. In that the, came out passive aggressive towards Ian, but it really wasn't meant to be. <laughs> so me detailing the car that I would... Yeah, if, if there was any car in the world that you would like kill to get your you know mitts on to touch and clean, what would it be? <sighs> now, people have been quite funny in their answers here. So just... You know, Small one. Yeah, that's the kind of angle they've mostly taken. Mm. I don't... I tend to leave it to the pros. <laughs> <laughs> A cop out, but fully understand. Yes. Um, so you have, well, you've already answered this question, really. You have a Sunday morning to yourself. Do you A, wash a car, or B, go out for a drive? Bearing in mind, you live around some of the nicest driving roads in Europe uh, with some of the best views around, and you've got a lovely flat six Porsche, but instead you chose it to clean a one series convertible. That's because the Porsche is on a ramp with no engine and gearbox <laughs> because the brake pipes have been fitted. And what about your Ipace? Ipace. You can take that out, but you've got to watch where you take it because well, it'll get robbed. Yeah, no, nope. you have to stay close to a Jag dealership just in <laughs> yeah. case, yeah. within pushing distance. Yeah. Well, if <laughs> 10 minutes from the house, you can jump on a ferry and then you're in Argyle and then you can go over the hills. And before you know it, you're in some beautiful mm. little towns and villages throughout the west coast. Um, and the good thing about that, they have more charging points for the Jag out there or for any electric car. It's for car. all the North Coast 500, isn't it? But this no, this is further. This is further south. The North Coast five hundred. I've never been that far up. Really, ever? I'll be able to do it. I, when, I, when I left your place, I was in Boris, which was kind of slightly falling apart, and I had to go and see a man about another Subaru in Manchester. So I couldn't go north, but I was looking the night before on my phone about potential routes. So I could just pop up to Aberdeen on my way back down to uh, Swindon. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a sort of a long way. But yeah, you've got some glorious roads around. You take the it? engine up. You can have the Jag. What do you mean I take the MG up? You take your MG up. Oh, the electric MG. Sorry, yeah. I thought you were trying to force me into your TF. I'm trying to force anybody into my TF, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, actually, we found somebody who's, who, who likes small, unreliable convertibles. Hey, have I, hey. Got, have I got a deal for you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you like the colour blue? Um, <laughs> not so bad. Yeah, no, well, that's cool. Okay, so it's been so much fun, Matt. It's it's been mm-hmm. great having you down. Uh, Thank you very I, much for having us. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate the huge amount of driving you've got to do, and I appreciate this is sort of the fun before Nottingham. But all the same, um, it is very much appreciated, and it is now dark outside, and I am worried is about it? you disappearing off into the darkness. But I'm, I'm told you'll be fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll be all right. Yeah, you've got locking wheel nuts on your car, haven't you? Um, yeah, you do. I've checked. I think so. Yeah, That's they're right, quite yeah. tight too. Yeah. I can. I've got really nice nineteen <laughs> inches. Um, you hear the drilling, otherwise, anyway. So <laughs> you, did um, me, you did me out of an inch there. I think they're twenties. Are they? Yeah. Ah, new, new, hey, new tires last week. I get confused between. You need them down here on these country roads with all the mud on them. No, you just need a Subaru with proper AT tires on. Not not your your fancy pants London, you know, show off Mercedes, which London? is. It's never been to London. I know, but it's a kind of London car. It's a Chelsea Traxxer. Is it? It's huge. There's a shadow. I could tell you have arrived because this whole room went dark because it shadowed it with its sort of dark glass and menace and gangsterism. Anyway. It's not mine. I borrowed it. <laughs> excuses, excuses. <laughs> Let me guess. It's in the family, though. Uh, it's in the Angel yeah. family. <laughs> cool. Right. Well, we are going to wrap it up here and now. But thank you very much, Matt. It's been a pleasure. Thank you once again, sir. And we will be back uh, very soon with yet another podcast with a celebrity guest of some description. Mm-hmm.